1: On this uh, winter weathery type of day, it's not as bad as what was predicted. I'll say that uh, some areas got uh, a little bit more than maybe an inch, but for the most part, uh, at least where I live in the uh, in the Brookfield area, um, got a dusting. It came down like big giant wet Saran wrap flakes, and uh, that was pretty much it. After that, it was kind of misty, and uh, the snow that was on my roof is now pretty much melted away, and. For the most part, it's off of my grill as well as I look out the window. But uh, it's beginning to feel a little bit like the holidays as we creep up towards Thanksgiving, and we've got uh, some craptastic games on the docket coming up on Thursday as well. Packers, it's Bears week. Packers getting ready for the Chicago Bears coming up this Sunday night uh, at Lambeau Field, and Lambeau Field is going to have some family and friends in attendance. It is not going to be an open-to-the-public type of thing. But uh, nevertheless, uh, at least they're going to start putting some fans in the stands at Lambeau Field, which, you know, it's just good news. Uh, Hopefully they're efforting in that direction. So a little bit happy about that. Uh, Glad to have you on board today. Bill Michael's show, uh, if you want to get a hold of us, plenty of ways to do so. 855-830-8648. Again, 855-830-8648. Feel free to chime in and get a hold of us. Uh, In that particular fashion, you can also find us over on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels at Bill underscore Michaels. You can find uh, Radio Joe at Radio Joe Sports. Uh, Our buddy Sam Schmitz is in the studio today as well at Sam double underscore Schmitz. Sam, am I correct in saying that? Is that what it is? Just to make sure. Yep. Unfortunately, there are too many Sam Schmitz in the world. Okay, there you go. So at Sam double underscore Schmitz. And you can find us over on the Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show and look for the blue check mark there. I was up early today working out. I, I was feeling festive with the snow falling. So I threw on my WKRP in Cincinnati turkey drop T-shirt today as we get ready for Thanksgiving this coming Thursday. And I threw that on. And I, I don't know. Just uh, I'm not a big in-the-spirit guy. But I was feeling it today when I got up. So I ended up going to the gym and got a little bit of a workout there and did that. So if you haven't checked it out, you can do so. Uh, posted it on Instagram. And you can find me on Instagram. You can find me over on Facebook. You can find it on uh, Twitter, obviously. So uh, there you have it. 855 uh, 830 That's the phone number. Like the lines because it doesn't feel. Is it starting to feel like the Green Bay Packers are wash, rinse, repeat? Is it starting to feel that way? Now, yesterday, yesterday was the day of emotion. Yesterday was the day of uh, the sky is falling. Yesterday is the day of it just, it's, it's, it's not a good scene. Coming out of Indianapolis, just, just not good. Today is the day of let's look at things in a, a somewhat realistic light. Okay? Um, one, defense hasn't changed. They did what they could do. They held them to three field goals and a touchdown in that, uh, in that third, beginning of fourth quarter. They did what they could do. The offense in the third quarter specifically didn't do anything. And this team, no matter how bad you feel about it, this team turned the ball over in regulation three times and still had a shot at winning the ball game this team lost in a different fashion than what we've seen them lose before. It still it still kind of resonates in the same manner, but not as much because the Packers don't traditionally turn the ball over 3 and 4 times. That's not their that's not the way they do things normally. Normally. So for everybody to say, "What well, is the same thing? Same thing." It's it is, but it isn't. Because if they are if they were prone to turning the ball over yeah, I would say, you know what, same old, same old, here's what it is. But eh, a little bit different. If they don't turn the ball over in that contest, do you think they win that game? I do. If they don't turn the ball over against Tampa Bay, do you think they win that game? I think it's a lot closer than what it was. Now, you got to give credit because, you know, hey, the other team gets paid too. Right? They made plays. They put pressure on Aaron Rodgers. They studied film. They remembered what uh, that that you know outside bubble screen. They remembered that wide receiver bubble screen. Remember that. They were smart. They jumped it. Created the fumble. You know all that. So. You know they they knew to swat the ball out. Some of the guys in the Green Bay Packers roster tend to carry it like a loaf of bread way outside. Remember that. They studied film. They did their job. So I'm not going to take away from just the Packers stumbled over themselves and lost the game. But I'm going to say if they don't turn the ball over, do these games become different? And I think they do. So in essence, do you then say, yeah, same old Packers? Because the Packers don't traditionally turn the ball over. I want to see the Packers play a game against one of these teams where they don't beat themselves. And then when you find out whether or not, we'll say, they give up the run consistently, the offense gets smacked in the mouth and they can't get out of their own way, but they're not turning the ball over, they just can't move the football. The pick six in the Tampa Bay game, then the interception right after that, that derailed that team. That sent a panic through Matt LaFleur, sent a panic through Aaron Rodgers, sent a panic through the entire team. You could just tell. It just changed. That mood just changed. That energy just changed. It's one of those intangibles you can't put a significant statistic on until it turns into an L, and then you can just say, well, it's a loss. But you, there's just a feel there, much like that feel that they had against uh, Minnesota. So is this a wash, rinse, repeat team, and the Packers are just going to get to the postseason and let everybody down again? Or do you think, you know what? You clean up the turnovers, and chances are you probably have one legitimate loss on your your docket. 855-830-8648. Again, 855-830-8648. Give us a shout. 855-830-8648. Let's go to Charlie listening to us here in Milwaukee. Charlie, welcome to the program, man. What's going on?
2: Oh, thanks for taking my call. I got to tell you, there's going to be another heartbreak. Um, for us in, in two main areas, and I think they're due to Pateen and Patton and to MBS because it symbolizes, one, a weak defense, and I don't think it's going to get any better until you get a new defensive coordinator. And, two, with MBS, it just goes to show you that they just don't have the depth at receiver, and they make their own mistakes, like you said. Um, on offense to overcome their defense. So I think they're going to be an early exit against good um, good teams in the playoffs due to the fact that they have a defense that's just not playoff worthy and an offense that just had, doesn't have the second-line, third-line people to
1: take them over the edge. Thanks a lot. Okay. All right, appreciate it, man. He drops off. You get on board, 855 He thinks two reasons the Packers are not going to win in the postseason. Marquez Valdez Scantling and Mike Pettin. Now, if you're gonna if you're gonna win in the postseason, you're gonna need Marquez Valdez Scantling. He's not usually a turnover machine. He has been better. As much as you can say, you know what, he drops the ball, and he has. I'm not negating that, but you need him. And he has performed better. And remember, you don't get to overtime without Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Maybe it's just I want to believe in him. I don't know. But I have a lot more belief coming out of this game for Marquez Valdez-Scantling because he's put three good games together when it comes to receiving, blocking, and doing the little things. He fumbled the football at the end of the game. Yep, did that, no doubt. But he's played better. You can't deny that. He has played better. Eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight. What are you thinking? Let's go to Chris listening to us in Tampa, Florida. Chris, how you doing today? What's going on?
3: Well, I'm not shoveling snow. It's beautiful, eighty degree weather down here. But you hey, killing look, me. You know, I, I I love this team, you know, on uh, I just see the same things keep uh, uh, happening, you know, to get this team to the playoffs, yeah, we should make it, not a problem. But to get deep into the playoffs and maybe take another run in you know, the Super Bowl, you know, this, this goes back to our, our general manager. You know, we're one game away, and we didn't address anything in the, in the in the draft. And I don't care about Jordan Love, and I don't care about a running back. You can get running backs, you know, all day in a dime. You got a chance to get Patrick Queen, a linebacker, Mm-hmm. You've got a handful of receivers that are that are doing great, right. and we and we didn't take the next step to get this team to the next step, and we're wasting. Here we are again, wasting another great quarterback's window, in my opinion. And I and and I hope again. I'd love to see the the Packers down here in the Super Bowl. Uh, but I, I just don't see uh, how we're going to get there without a, a better defense who can stop stop the run. And, and as far as Scantling, uh, what's that? First fumble in forty three games. So something he, to that you know, effect yeah he's still learning
1: yeah yeah no i appreciate the fact hey, let me ask you this how is it down in tampa right now i mean you gave me the weather forecast but when it comes to uh covid and uh what they're expecting for super bowl
3: yeah they're they're saying um they're only going to do 20 20 and as far as fans in the stands covid is is not as bad here as it was um you know the holidays are coming so we don't know what's going to happen but uh you know we got a governor who's not sh- going to shut anything down at all. He's we've already done that. We're not doing it again cuz you know, we're such a hospitality state. Um, but right. the fun thing is down here is these people jumped on the bandwagon when Brady and these guys come and you've seen what's happened. The, the Saints killed them. The uh, hell the Bears beat them. Uh, yep. They got beat by another good team last night on on you know, on national TV. So they they got some issues here as far as uh, getting there, but I, I'd love to see the the, the Bucks come up to Green Bay for that first playoff game, possibly. So, Anyway,
1: yeah. so go Pack Go, man. All right, buddy. Appreciate it. Giving us the report down there in Tampa, Florida. Nice. Nice. This portion of the program being brought to you by good friends at Bud Light. Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network and the Bill Michaels Huddle brought to you by Bud Light Seltzer. Unquestionably good. Brewed with that unique five-step filtration process and ensures a cleaner finish. No lingering aftertaste and only 100 calories. How about that? When we come back, we're back on the phone call. So, if you're on hold, stay tuned. Uh, We're just asking you, does this Packers team feel like the Packers teams of old where they're just going to get into the postseason and just break your heart all over again? Or do you think they have the wherewithal in a quite even NFC that they can actually get the job done? Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michaels Show is next.
0: Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network.
1: it Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin say, look out the window. Oh, yeah. A little bit of rain, a little bit of snow. We know cold weather's coming, although it's going to be nice on uh, Thanksgiving, actually. It's going to be in the mid-50s, from what I understand. But you know the cold weather's coming, and so is the end of the month. The end of the month means uh, end of deals. They got that deal going on right now where it's uh, no interest, no payments, and uh, and they can uh, get it done right now for the uh, the same-day offer. For two years, no interest for two years, no money down, no payments. And in addition to that, if you go to Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and you just check it out and you're like, oof, that's for me, and you buy that same day, 5% additional off of your purchase. How about that from our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin? Thousands of people buy same day because they just find them to be that good, that quality. And the four things you want, say it with me. You want them to be beautiful. You want them to be economical. You want it to, you know, obviously save money in your heating and air conditioning. You want them to be, uh, you know, to add value to your home because they do. And then you want them to be secure. You want to be safe inside and know that nobody can get in them. Not unless you drive a car through them. I'll tell you that. Check out our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. Or stop into the amazing Pella Experience Centers. There's one in Brookfield. There's one in Green Bay. And now they have one in Madison as well. That's PellaWI.com. PellaWI.com. Dot com. They have tremendous windows and even better deals. So check them out. 855 uh, 830 So are the Green Bay Packers, are the Green Bay Packers what you thought they were? Are they going to break your heart all over again? Or do you think this team has a legitimate shot because of a wide open NFC of getting to a Super Bowl? I mean, it's that simple. Otherwise, after that loss the other day against Indianapolis, you're just kind of feeling as this a wash, rinse, repeat. Um You know, uh, somebody's saying that they were talking in Chicago about pulling a Shea McClellan and the only way to beat Rogers is to break his collarbone again. To have a shot on Sunday night. Oh my goodness. Yeah, you don't want to say that. Um This is from Chris, said they just scored 31 on the number one D without Lazard being a factor. They have plenty on offense as long as they don't turn it over, which will help the defense. They played well in spots. There are two defensive teams in the NFC. The Packers will be just fine. Chris is saying he believes he can get there. How about this? Tate. Tate writes in the Wendy's email inbox. He says, I look at it this way. The defense did enough to win the ball game. The offense turned the ball over. If the offense plays the way they're capable of playing and has better play calling, instead of locking up with brain freeze midway through a ball game like Matt Lafleur tends to do, this team is going to go far. There you go. Let's go uh, back to the phone calls. Talk to Scott, listening to us in Kenosha. Scott, how you doing, man? What's going on?
2: I'm good, Bill. How are you doing?
1: Doing great. What's on your mind? Hey, I,
2: what, what did you think? Did you get to see the replay of the play? You remember the play where Preston Smith was caught? Uh, he failed on a covering a receiver that ended up in a touchdown. Um, and the only thing I can think of is is that, now that was kind of like asking Andre the Giant to cover Michael Jordan in a one-on-one basketball game. Um, the defense has to come up with something different than what they're doing. Right. They just look lost. The, the only one that that stands out game after game, two people, uh, Amos has played great and uh, um, Zadarius Smith has played pretty well. But, uh, they got some defensive scheming changes that need to – Preston Smith is a pass rusher. He's not a pass coverer.
1: Yeah, I would agree. When Trey Burton caught that pass, Preston Smith was two steps behind him. He was wide open. All he had to do was just lob it over the top of him, and it was an easy score, and it turned out to be exactly that. I I, I don't know and, – and, and you bring up a great point. I appreciate the phone call. You bring up a great point. I, I, I always wonder when coordinators do something – That you're thinking to yourself, why are you doing this? You know, why is Preston Smith dropping into coverage? Now, outside rushers every now and then will cover a tight end. I'm not saying that they don't do that, okay? But we all know that Preston Smith and Zedaria Smith crashing on the edges. That's their forte, okay? So why are you dropping him back into coverage? Well, there's a couple of answers. One is because schematically... You got the matchup. You're you're sticking with your man. If your man goes out, you go with him. If your man blocks, you go around him. Okay, that's kind of the way they do it. Um, it's 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 a little bit simpler. I'm making it than what it actually is, but you, you get the point. Or, and this is what I fear. Okay. Or that you believe that is your best matchup. That is the best play you have because there are times when you're in nickel and you're stuck in dime and you refuse to change like Mike Pettin does. If you're not changing consistently to stop the run and you're still playing in dime and you're not putting the beef up front, my question is why? When they're going to run it down your throats, why are you not bringing in more stout linemen. I mean you, you just strictly because a lot of times you can look at different personnel groupings. Okay, if they're running three wides, then you have to go most likely with dime because you've got wide outs and more guys going out than you do, then they're just going to then then running it at you, running it down your throat. So yeah, you're going to have different scenarios put to put better coverage in and maybe you're going to go dime. But if they're going to show run and you're going to stay in dime, you ask yourself why. Right? You say, why are they staying in dime? Why are they not going with a bigger package of of strength and beef in the trenches? Because that's where you're going to lose this ballgame. They're double-teaming Kenny Clark, which means Lowry and Lancaster or mitravius Adams or Z- Zaria Smith coming up the middle. Those guys have Those, to get home. Those guys have to plug the hole. Okay. But what if you're Mike Petton and you're like, That's the best play we have because, say, Lancaster or Lowry, you know, just not getting it done. Montrevious Adams, he shows up and he'll get a statistic and you'll say, oh, nice play, and you'll remember that. But for the most part, he's consistently getting blocked off of his end or he's getting pushed back three yards. And they're gaining consistently four yards on our run defense. Maybe we'll just bring a safety up rather than having – one of our our linemen get blown down four yards. You know, sometimes you look at it and you say, is that the best play they have? And we may say, that sucks, when in reality, that's the only play they got. So we don't know specifically, and and again, today's the day that the All-22 comes out and you get a better look at it, but you just don't know sometimes. Eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight. You tell me. You tell me. What do you think? What do you think? Hey, coming up next, uh, we're going to ask Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press Gazette that exact same question. Well, both of them, as a matter of fact, when you talk about the defensive schematics and when you talk about is this team kind of giving you the feeling of wash, rinse, repeat from years gone by? So we're going to get into that as well. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Quick Trip tonight. Sit back, relax. If there's snow, great. If there's rain, that's fine. Whatever. Don't worry about cooking. Check out our friends at Quick Trip. They have got those terrific, terrific fried chicken. They've got the terrific meals, just like mom would make. Take them home, heat them, and eat them. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff from our friends at Quick Trip. And always swipe that quick rewards card. By the way, I saw gas was in the buck 60s this morning when I was out and about. So, holy mackerel. Stop in and uh, get some gas as well. And the more you buy, at uh, at quick trip and the more you use your quick rewards card you can even get some additional money off at the pump so it's an even better deal ryan water the green bay press gazette packersnews.com joining us next on the bill michaels show
0: wisconsin wide the bill michaels sports talk network
4: do you want to know what's going on at 1265 lombardi avenue what's next for the pack Let's check in with our green and gold insider, Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press Gazette. Brought to you by Thomas Marola Law Offices. Divorce, child custody, and other family law needs. Go with experience. Go with Thomas Marola. Online at MarolaLaw.net or call 414-327-5800.
1: Welcome back. Glad to have you. The Bill Michael Show. We continue on. It's brought to you by our friends over there, Epoxy Flooring Done Right. Sean and the gang want to help you out. If you've got a, a floor that you need done, whether you're a homeowner, a business owner, like a showroom, or maybe a uh, industrial, they can help you out. Epoxy Flooring Polyurea Coatings. See for yourself what they have to offer. Go to EpoxyFlooringDoneRight.com. That's EpoxyFlooringDoneRight.com. Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Find him on Twitter at Ryanwood. Ryan, I, the question we're asking today is does this uh, start to feel like a team from the past uh, where we're going wash, rinse, repeat when it comes to teams that are going to get to the postseason but flame out and break your heart?
5: You know, Bill, I, I don't know that you can say that this team is markedly better than teams we've seen in the past, teams that in the last decade have been to, to three NFC Championship games, stopped short every time. I do think, though, that what might be different is the conference landscape as a whole. I mean, just look at the NFC right now. It is as wide open as I can remember it being in the last decade. And in the past, when the Packers have had really, really good teams that might not quite be great, they've ran into the Seattle Seahawks and that Pete Carroll defense. They've run into Julio Jones and Matt Ryan at their peak. They ran in last year to a buzzsaw in San Francisco that had the defense, that had the that run game that, that had all the, all the the pieces and, all, and almost almost beat Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. I mean, that, that was a really, really good 49ers team. This year, you look at the conference landscape, five teams have seven wins. Only one team has more than that, the Saints, with eight. And the Packers beat the Saints in New Orleans. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't think that this Packers team is is markedly better than, than what we've seen in the past. But this there's, there's not that great team in the NFC right now to really – distinguish itself and I think it's as wide open for the Packers as anybody
1: else so one of the uh, interesting stories that came out was about Aaron Rodgers record against winning teams I don't know if you saw this it was uh, it was in sports and fitness I think uh, it was digest they just kind of wrote an article about his winning record against uh, good teams and and look uh, the one thing Aaron gets a lot of credit I'll give him that but when you start to lay the loss record at his feet it's tough because of the defense. It's it's tough to look at this defense and say, well, your quarterback is failing you because you have a championship-style defense. And this team just doesn't. They haven't had one for a long, long time. I think it's unfair. We give quarterbacks way too much credit, okay, and I get it, because sometimes it's just the guys catching the football and what they do after the fact. But I think it's unfair to lay a lot of the blame and a lot of the loss at the feet of Aaron Rodgers. Do you?
5: What, what's got to be frustrating for Packers fans is that – over in my time on the beat, my first beat year was 2014, and this is my seventh season. And in those seven years, the two worst offenses that the Packers have had was 2015 and 2019, last year. And those were probably the two best defenses that they've had in that time. 2015 defense was awfully good. 2019 last year, it wasn't so much good. It was it was mediocre, but what it was was it made a lot of plays. 25 takeaways constant pass rush, really buckled down in the red zone. Uh, it, it was just, it was a playmaking defense. Not, not, a, not a great defense, but a playmaking defense to really balance out some, some uh, offenses that were more on the poor side. If you look at really the last, the last decade as a whole, you've not seen a complementary football team. And Matt LaFleur talked a lot about that coming out of Indy is needing to be a complementary football team that plays well on, on three phases. Frankly, the Packers saw that with the Indianapolis Colts this, this past Sunday. They saw very much a complimentary football team. That, that Colts offense is not great. It's got some pieces. It's not great. Uh, that, that Colts defense might not be great. They gave up 28 points despite having two turnovers in, in the first half, but they really they, they, they complemented each, each other well, and then they had the special teams on top of that. Um, the Packers just haven't been able to put together a, a complimentary team. Uh, they just They can't get the offense and defense on, on the same page at the same time in the same year. Uh, and, and that's that's tough to, to go far in the playoffs that way.
1: Um, we were talking before about uh, th- this team and defensively speaking when Mike Pettin runs out certain schemes, we'll say, because everybody wants to fire Mike Pettin and the scheme sucks. Okay, I know you hear it. I hear it all the time too. Okay, so here's the thing. And I've said there's one of two reasons. Either you're obstinate because he'll run certain packages. I see them in run mode and I'm watching him run dime and he's going to live and die with dime. Sometimes you look at it and say, either one, just the scheme didn't work out that way, and you know you got mismatches, and, and the offense did a good job. Or sometimes if you're a defensive coordinator, one thing he'll never tell us is, that's my best option. I'm trying to just put the best players on the field, because some of the guys that you say should be out there, maybe they just don't belong out there, or they haven't excelled in certain situations. So you tell me, because everybody seems to think that there's either it's scheme or the Joes. Or, you know, obviously the combination thereof. But you tell me what you think when you look at some of the – because I was wondering why he stuck with that dime defense. He was going to live and die with that thing. And they were still running the ball against him, throwing the ball against him. Preston Smith's dropping into coverage. Why are you not just all out rushing a quarterback, trying to put pressure on Phillip Rivers and trying to stop the run with beef up front?
5: Yeah, I think everything Mike petton does is because he thinks it's the best way to do it. It gives him the best chance to play good defense and, and by product win. Uh, with Phillip Rivers – just last year he got rid of the ball so quick that I mean if you listen to Mike Patton going into that game he was aware that there, there wasn't going to be a lot of opportunity to, to rush the pass with how quick his release was uh, that the real the, the real goal was was to fill holes in coverage and they didn't do that and at the end of the day I mean I, I get that the soft zone coverage on third and long can be maddening but at the end of the day your, your defensive backs need to know where the markers are and not let like catches happen in front of them. And that, that's the entire design and purpose of soft zone on third and long is to have the, the, the receptions come short of the markers and make the play and make the tackle. When your DBs are backing up past the marker, that's on the DBs. The, the, the defensive coordinator can't go out there and, and get their, their drop depths right for them. They, they have to know where, where they are on the field. And so, you know, I was thinking this the other day. If, if you only if the only coordinators that that didn't suck were, were coordinators of good defenses you'd only have 10 coordinators that are fit to do the job in the 32 league team league every year it's kind of like quarterback there's not a good enough good defensive coordinators not good enough good quarterbacks um, at some point you, you have to look at a guy not based solely on the product on the field because there's going to be only 10 really solid top-notch defenses a year but how does he use the pieces that he has, and does he put his guys in the best position to succeed? That, that's coaching. Mike Pettin's been doing it a really long time. I'm not saying that if something doesn't change that his job's perfectly safe and that it should be, but if you keep rummaging guys in and out and, and going through schemes, at some point you, you're, you're going to create a much bigger mess than what you had before.
1: Talking with Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette, now you've got a, a Bears team uh, that's coming into Lambeau Field. You're going to get a few fans in the stands, family and friends, nothing major. But uh, but, but this team, again, we're looking at a really a, a championship-style defense versus uh, this Green Bay Packers offense, but an offense that just flat-out isn't very good whatsoever. So l- my question is this. You know, this offense is built to play from ahead, and this defense for the Packers is is built to play with a lead. So in this contest, I I think the Packers are going to win the game. I think the Packers are going to win the game probably by double digits. I don't have a big worry about that. But what are you looking for in this upcoming game? Well,
5: let's let's go to that defense that we we're just talking about. If if you
1: can't if you can't show up against this Bears
5: offense, you're not going to show up against just about anybody. This is a bad Bears offense. So. This should be a confidence-building week for the defense, and it needs to be that. Just because it should be that on paper doesn't mean it will be that way on the field. So they've got to bring that, uh, but it should be that. And then, similar to this past week, I mean, that, that Packers offense against this Bears defense is going to be one hell of a matchup. It's going to be fun to watch. Um, you know, that's, that that is a championship-caliber Bears defense on on the other side of the ball. So, uh, it's a good. It's another good measuring stick for a Packers offense that played half a game, uh, their first half. That was as good as they played maybe in the Matt LaFleur era uh, against that defense in that environment uh, on the road. That, that was, that was Super Bowl caliber offense. And then they scored three points the rest of the game. So they've got to, it's like Matt LaFleur said yesterday, they've got to put it together for four quarters. And that's a terribly cliche, but it's true. You can't have 28 points in the first half and three in the second half. They've got to put it together for all 60 minutes.
1: Do you get the sense that the pressure is either mounting on Mike Pettin or there's already a determination at the end of the season most likely there's going to be a change?
5: I think it's TBA to to, to be announced, to be determined. Mm-hmm. Um I think it's still early. We don't know how this if this season goes really south and this is a really promising team. This is a team that has all the makings of a team that should should be thinking Super Bowl. I mean that that should be the the end goal the final destination and, and if this team flames out uh early in the playoffs and it's the defense again that can't hold the water um sir i i, I, I certainly think that that this this could be bike petting season under those circumstances however it's also very possible at this point that this team gets hot and defense that has a lot of playmakers gets better and and that this team goes to where it should go uh and if that's the case i, I can certainly see Mike Pettin still being here as defensive coordinator. So I, I just, I think it's too early to know. I, the one thing I do think though, is I, I, you know, Matt LaFleur, I think that there's a, an idea that this was a, an arranged marriage with him and Mike Pettin and that, that it was kind of forced upon him. And when, when Matt LaFleur was hired, he had Mike Pettin on his short list. The Packers, it's true that the Packers liked him as defensive coordinator. They're very promised and encouraged with, with his first season in, in Mike McCarthy's last year, but Matt Lafleur knew Mike Pettin well from uh, from he didn't never work with him, but but he, he obviously knows Kyle Shanahan well. Kyle Shanahan worked under Mike Pettin at the Cleveland Browns, so there was some some commonality there. Uh, and this is this is a different coordinator that he was very interested in working with coming in. So the the, the whole forced marriage uh, narrative that that's been around these two, I, I, I I'm not buying that. I, I I don't see that as being accurate.
1: Hey, before I let you go, I know it's not a popular stance, but uh, people are really coming down hard on Marquez valdez Scaling. This is what he does. He drops the ball. The guy just doesn't fumble. He has dropped passes, yes, but he very rarely fumbles. He has been doing the little things. He's been blocking downfield. He's been playing well. He's been actually catching the ball. You don't get to overtime without him. Give me your thoughts on Marquez valdez Scaling as it stands right now.
5: You know, I, I think that the Packers have good reason to stick by him and, and on the field. I mean, the the crap off the field, the death threats, the stupidity,
1: stupid of some people.
5: That that that's an entire that goes without saying, right? We're talking on the field, on the field. I think they have good good reason to stay by him because for three weeks up until that fumble, he was a difference maker. He made the two biggest plays in that Colts game: that the 51 yard defense pass interference, the 47 yard grab on third and ten from the six yard line. Uh, that ball. I was there in the stadium. That ball hung up there forever. Literally when it was up there, hanging up there, I'm watching it. I murdered myself, no chance. I mean, that ball just hung up there forever. And the fact that he came down with that, that's a huge play. You can't, Three guys on him. is a huge play. So, you know, before that, 149 yards against the Jaguars. Before that, two touchdowns against the 49ers. He, when, he, when his hands are good. He is the second receiving threat that this offense needs. He is a rare combination of size and speed that you just cannot teach. And he's been making those plays and gaining momentum and consistency. One fumble, in the Packers' mind, it shouldn't, it shouldn't derail all the good that came before it, and it's not going to. And, and it, now it's up to Marquez out of Scantling to go out there Sunday night against the Bears and make sure that it doesn't derail the momentum. But as, as bad as that play was, it was, it was a game-losing play. They wouldn't even be in that situation without him, and and he he's extremely important to what they want to do going forward. So I, it makes perfect sense to me that they're sticking by him on the field.
1: Yeah, I I get that feeling as well, and I I'm I concur. I'm I'm right there with you. Appreciate it as always, pal. And we're gonna talk later this week, okay? All right. Take care. Appreciate it. There you go. Ryan Wood joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been doing it. Call them, 844-PRIDE. Go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE. Go to schneiderjobs.com. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at New Mail Medical. And if you are looking for more energy, better mental clarity, better mood, better stamina, check out my friends at New Mail Medical. They really can help you out. All you got to do is call. All you got to do is set up an appointment or a consultation. But you can't do anything if you don't pick up the phone. 455-4451. We know the holidays are here and uh, you don't want to be putting on the weight, you don't want to be sitting sedentary. You want to be able to get up, you want to be able to move around, you want to be able to have some fun. Again, call them. Call them right now. And if the, the best gift you can give anybody is is you. That's 414-455-4451. Again, 414 414- 455 4451. They've got a 98% success rate as well in treating guys with ED without any of the side effects of the pills or the creams. So, again, just pick up the phone 414 455 4451. More of the Bill Michaels shows next.
0: You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Now, a green and gold update. Brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin, Veterans Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens.
4: It's week 12 in the NFL. The Packers host the Bears Sunday night. Chicago, coming off their bye week, held a 90 minute practice yesterday. Mitch Trubisky, who's been seeking a second opinion on his right shoulder injury, participated. Nick Foles, who was carted off with a hip and glute injury, did not. The Bears, Matt Nagy, on who will start for him this week at quarterback.
1: Both these guys, with where they're at and in their injuries, that's what we're kind of working through right now to see exactly where they're at.
4: Packers receiver Marquez Valdez-Scantling received a ton of criticism and even some death threats on social media. After that fumble that cost the Packers the game against the Colts in overtime, MVS says he appreciated the public support he got from his teammates.
0: So, you know, they they hurt to see me hurt um, to go out and, and You know caused that uh, mistake at the end of the game but you know that's what brotherhood is all about you know that's that's the family that, that matters packers head coach
4: matt lafleur
3: he had one bad play and like we say to all our guys it never comes down to one play there are so many factors in that game and we've got to continue to build upon that
4: in green bay i'm mike clemens on the bill michaels show
1: Welcome back. Bill Michael Show. We continue on. And uh, that game last night, solid one. Rams and uh, and Tampa Bay Buccaneers down in Tampa Bay. Some, uh, you know, fans in the stands last night. Good game. Just have them watch that thing. 27-24 is the way it ended. Tom Brady, eh, he uh, he gave one away. Jordan Fuller picked him off. And then how about Matt Gay? Matt Gay uh, drafted by the Bucks, cut loose. He was a fifth-round pick back in 2019, waived him before the season. He ends up uh, signing on with uh, the Rams. He signed last Monday from the Colts practice squad, arrived in L.A. later that day, entered the COVID-19 protocol before he was able to join the team on the practice field Saturday, two days before facing the, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He converted two of three field goal attempts Monday night. He made a 38-yarder in the first quarter to give the Rams that 17-14 lead. Then he missed that 44-yarder with the game tied at 17 in the third quarter before he converted on a 40-yard kick. That put the Rams up for good, and then uh, Tom Brady throws the pick. That pretty much seals the deal, and that's all she wrote. That's all she wrote. So now, when you look at the standings in the NFC, Packers still atop their division, and they can pretty much put a dagger in the coffin of the Bears. If they beat them on Sunday night, Packers would go to 8-3. Bears would go to 5-6. Minnesota and Detroit both at 4-6 on the season. Big one coming up for the Packers to at least win the division. Meanwhile, we can talk more about that uh, NFC East. Holy macro, that Gallagher routine that uh, Mike McCarthy did before the Cowboys played the Vikings this past week, and that's nice. But New Orleans 8-2, Rams in Seattle sitting at 7-3. we got a good one in the NFC. Got a lot more to get to as well. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Going to hear from Matt LaFleur. Coming up next to the Bill Michaels Show.
0: Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network.